Hey, this is the WDW Chronicle Podcast, and you're listening to episode 24. here is to really develop something that, uh, well, just more than an entertainment enterprise. It's, uh, it's something that uh, contributes in many other ways. Live comedy show right on down the street, ladies and gentlemen. Don't miss it. It's here. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the WW Chronicle podcast. Sorry we skipped last week, although did we tell people we were skipping last week? No. We thought about skipping this week. Due to the holidays, but figured we could squeeze in a quick one, a quickie. Is that dirty? That's dirty. Or a family show. <laughs> anyway, there's not much news, and uh, we're going to do a review on Mary Poppins Returns after the news. So let's get into news. Do you have anything interesting to talk about? Ah, uh, let me look. Clearly, was not prepared. For yeah, this apparently story. not. So anyway. We have our first look at Walt Disney World's new NBA experience, which is replacing the same area that Disney Quest was. Disney is going to introduce its first pro sports themed attraction, the NBA experience at Disney Springs. Built on the site of the former Disney Quest attraction, the NBA experience will feature a variety of experiences designed to make visitors feel like a player in the world's most popular pro basketball league. A uh, quote here says, from training simulations and clock racing competitions to favorite fan-favorite NBA moments, we're bringing a new experience and thrilling games to life to make fans truly feel like a star player. That is from Stan Dodd, executive producer of Walt Disney Imagineering. Attractions within the indoor experience will include interactive games from the old school Papa Shot to modern video games. Photo ops including walking across the NBA draft stage, trivia contests on NBA and WNBA history, and several skills exercises including a replicated NBA combine challenge, a ball handling handling and dribbling clinic, and an opportunity to try your best slam dunk on a basket with an adjustable height, of course. Of course. The NBA experience opens next summer in Disney Springs. To me, this is the dumbest thing they could have brought to Disney Springs. <laughs> it would make more sense if it was over in ESPN. Yeah, that would make more sense. I mean, what? Why? Of all the sports, of all the attractions you could have put in that spot, you chose the NBA experience. I don't know. Who's going to want to go to that? I mean, you could have put kids football in there and probably had a better attendance than... The NBA experience <laughs> just seems like it's something that'll close in a few years after it opens. Probably. But maybe I'm underestimating uh, people's joy for basketball. Probably would have been better off putting a Space Jam type experience there, except for Space Jam isn't Disney, right? Uh, neither is the NBA experience. Anyway, enough of that one because that's just stupid. Another big breaking news. <laughs> Sorry. This week, Disney buys up to, well, it's 960 acres of land south of Walt Disney World. For what? Uh, That's a good question. Nobody really knows as of yet. (laughs) Property records show that the company purchased 965 acres of land southeast of Celebration. The land is the site of BK Ranch and sits less than 10 miles away from Walt Disney World. It was a $23 million purchase. A spokesperson from Disney has said that the parcel will be used for conservation-related and water management needs. So what does that mean? 
basically they need uh, drainage systems and all that for all all the stuff they're building in Walt Disney World proper. Interestingly, though, the master plan for the property that they just bought was to include 3,000 homes and nearly 40, excuse me, 400 square feet of commercial and office space. So it could have been, or I guess could still be, a another planned community by Disney. But as they're saying, it's a water management area and conservation area. Which they've done in the past. They've bought land south of Walt Disney World before, and it's just been for water management needs because they got rid of like swap land, swamp land, swamp lands, and all that to to expand. Hmm. And after that, we have a new store that comes into Disney Springs called the Spunky Stork, which offers clever matching shirts for parents and babies. The Spunky Stork. Pop-up shop is currently open at Disney Springs. Until they relocate to their new location, you can stop by Disney World's Disney's Wonderful World of Memories and check them out. The Orlando-based company offers matching shirts made with organic cotton for parents and their little ones. So now we can get matching shirts. For us and the baby. For us and the baby, which is not something I... Tend you, to do, but you do it in Disney though. That one time, because we were going with the whole, the whole group whole family, and I didn't have to pay for it. I don't think. But yeah, this store just has a ton of adult versions of clothes and mini versions of clothes. Other than that, it's been a light news week. Nothing going on in the world. Anything on your end? <clears throat> I'm looking at the <laughs> the shirts. They're cute. Uh, yeah, they're cute. Probably cost so fresh, so an clean. arm and a leg. Your gold, baby, and then the onesie says solid gold. Guarantee those onesies are at least $20. This one with a pint, and then the baby's a half pint. Oh, this one says once upon a time, and the onesie says happily ever after. Aw. Is that because your married life is over once you have a kid? Wouldn't be happily ever after, then would it? (laughs) Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's a good question. Apparently the lime monorail is back. I don't know why that's exciting. No, it's not that it's back necessarily. It's that it has its blue delta mark again. What does that mean? It's the so where the the green stripes come together. It mm-hmm. used to be like white or whatever, mm-hmm. but now there's a, a blue mark where it used to be white. Hmm. Why it, is that exciting? Well, it's how it used to be in the eighties. Yeah. So they're just bringing it back, which is funny that they're repainting it since they're having so many issues, issues with it. And. uh... Is it e news? It's when they no, it's when they brought on more monorails to the system that they created those those delta marks so you could better differentiate from the colors because hmm. they didn't want people to get confused. So, entertainment is it Entertainment Weekly. Gosh darn it! Where's the cover? Yeah, it's Entertainment Weekly. Your first look at Aladdin. Yeah, Entertainment Weekly just dropped the first look of Aladdin. Apparently, oh. according to this article. Will Smith has responded to pushback about his character and said he will be blue for the movie via CGI. Oh. He is only in disguise as human in this form we see in pictures. Oh, I don't even care if he's blue. Why does anybody care? Oh, I don't know. It's live action. Right. Aladdin doesn't look that great. Jafar kind of looks cool, though. Yeah. And Princess Jasmine's costume is pretty on point, but yeah, I'm not so... Yeah, they could have got a different Aladdin. He's not... I'm not so sold on Aladdin. Definitely not the... Animated version of Aladdin, that's for sure. Definitely not, because the animated version of Aladdin is hot. Cartoons are hot, huh? Yeah. 
So yeah, that's your first look at that too, so. Oh, and the little CGI Abu is cute. How do you know that's not a real Abu? That's totally CGI. Those look those are real monkeys. I don't, I don't know if monkeys can make that kind of facial expression. Why not? I don't know, but he's got big eyes. Oh, we could go see it for our wedding anniversary. Oh. What are we gonna do with the kid? Leave it with a parent. Oh, okay. Our parents? The grandparents? Oh. Or the neighbor who's extremely excited about this? Yeah, whoever you leave it with, I don't care. Okay, I think that's about it for news, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> the Disney fashionista posted this really cute welcome mat that I think we need. Okay, I guess that's not it for news. That's pretty clever. It says, please stand clear of the doors. And it's the monorail. And then it has, por favor, mantenga se alejado de las puertas. There you go. Okay. Do you want to get into... Mary Poppins? Returns? All I know is that I'm not going to go see that new Dumbo movie. Okay, we're not <laughs> on that. Yes, we are. That was a preview. But that's not the movie. To Mary Poppins. Of course it's going to be sad. What do you, I mean, that. I can't remember the last time I saw Dumbo. The mom gets taken away. What do you expect? It's so sad. He was so sad. But that's not why we're here tonight. You cannot pass judgment on a movie that's not even been seen yet. And I don't know how I feel about The Lion King either. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. All these live, live action. Well, of course they're going to rehash them. It's a moneymaker. Easy moneymaker. Yeah. They already have the story. They don't have to create anything else. I don't know how I feel about them. It's lazy, and it's an easy way to get easy money, because we're all suckers, and I'll go watch it. Yeah, because we're all nostalgic. Yeah. Okay, Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, are you sure? (laughs) First impressions. That's pretty good. I'd go see it again. I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, I'm not saying like I would go pay money to see it again, but I would. I mean, that's what you mean when you say you'd go see it again. Well, no, I mean I would watch it again. I'd watch it again. I'd watch it again. I don't know if I'd go see it again. You know what it made me want to watch? Mary Poppins. Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, the movie was cool. I like, I appreciated the parallel that it had to the original film. Now, if I had read the books, I don't know how it compares with the stories that Peel Travers wrote. The first movie was a summary of different books. It wasn't Is it? just one book, I don't think. It pulled from different stories of Mary Poppins. I like that they didn't. It was a sequel instead of a remake. Right. Yeah, it was definitely a sequel. And I, But I appreciated how like you knew where they were in the movie. Wait, how do I say this? Where... They would have been in the original film and where they were in... Like, I could follow along and know, like, how much time was left. Right. What do you mean, how much time was left? Well, like, what would what would be coming next? So when they did the bathtub scene, that was supposed to be, like, a oh, spoonful so, of sugar. So you're saying there's parallels. Each song or each part of the story was mm-hmm. directly connected to... Right. To the other Mr. Banks. So I kind of appreciated the tie-in between the two Banks men. Does it make sense? Yeah, I suppose. So, like... I wouldn't say tie-in between the two banks, well, man. Even, I would just say like, it was a tie-in from the old story. I mean, they followed the old story's blueprint. Right. And, I mean, when they were in the bank and there was, like, the issue with Mary Poppins taking the kids to the bank and the banks, the bank's children went to Colin Firth's character, right, character right. and, like, were yelling at him and things. That was a direct... Right. Correlation to when Michael Banks went and yelled at Mr. Dawes Sr. for his tuppence. Right. 
you know, and then yeah, sorry. And then Michael got mad at his kids, and that's exactly what happened with Mr. Banks and Jane and Michael. And then they went and did the street lamp dance and big scene. Not to spoil anything. Just like the chimney sweeps and all that, and you know, it was different, but the same in many ways. Yeah. So. I was waiting for someone to drop a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious line. I'm surprised they didn't bring that up. Maybe they right. wanted to stay away from obvious signs that they were. But they had, like, little ones. Like... Yeah, they they referenced the old movie very well with the penguins and... Oh, the penguins are cute. Yeah. And Mr. Dawes Jr. Right. A.K.A. Dick what, Van Dyke. What would they call him in, in the credits? Anyway, I can't think of that name. No, but that was that was neat too. That at the end of the film, it was neat, and he even started to tell the old joke from yeah the original movie, the the wooden man or the man with the wooden leg, man names. with the wooden leg, yeah, whatever it was, man with the wooden leg named Smith. Is that what it was? What's the name of his other leg? He knew a man with a wooden leg named Smith. What's the man? What's the name of his other oh, leg? Oh, gotcha. And they even had like Meryl Streep's character was a direct a direct correlation to uh, the, uncle. the uncle uncle albert it was yeah so and i mean it did the movie it would have been even cooler is if they had said that cousin topsy or whatever her name was was the uncle albert's daughter or something yeah, in that that capacity. and maybe you were just supposed to infer that yeah i thought it was kind of neat that meryl streep was willing to play such a small role mm-hmm. even after bashing walt disney a few years ago right it was neat. I mean, the movie on a whole was good. The music, for the most part, was good. Emily Blunt can sing, obviously. Mm-hmm. And dance. I was very impressed. I don't know how I felt about her accent. I thought it was good. Maybe I was just... I wanted it I to mean, be... I mean, it's not... It's, it's not, not Julie Andrews. It's not Julie Andrews' voice, so you're not getting... I think I wanted it to be Julie Andrews. Couldn't do it. Nope. And that, that, maybe that's part of the problem with the movie, if you've seen the first one. Is that you want it to be the same, but it's not. Right. It even seems, I don't know, doesn't seem, seems more sterile. In what way? Yeah, I don't know, I guess, I don't know how to explain it. Safer? No, not safer, it just doesn't seem as, like they were family as much as the original one did. What do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? They were, what do you mean they were family? Like the original one, you you kind of, you, to me, you got more of a sense that there was a family dynamic there rather than just little kids falling around grown-ups. But mm-hmm. maybe that's because there was a mom and a dad. And... Or is that part of the grieving process? Is that he separates from his children, and so the whole purpose of Mary Poppins coming back is so that... Well, but Mr. Banks separated from his children, so... But not in the sense where he lost his wife. No. But, I mean, that was part of the time, too, back then. Right. Was that the nanny took care of the children. Right. Well, even when they were, when this movie was in the 30s, I think. Based in the 30s. Yeah, this kind movie of the same concept. was supposed to be a couple of years before World War II. Based in the 30s. Yeah. During the Great Depression or whatever. What they call it? The Great something? Depression. It wasn't the Great Depression, though. They... Great War? No. It started with an S. No, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I could have done that without Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I thought he was the worst. I, I don't think his singing was there. I don't. I don't 
think you just, I don't think you like him for some reason. Well, I like what he does. I just didn't like, yeah, I guess how he acted. I, his acting, I didn't think was that great. So I said, oh, of course, you're trying to compare him to Dick Van Dyke, which are two completely different acting styles and voices. And mm-hmm. There it is, the last one. In a reprisal of the credits gag, the, oh, Nakvid Cade? Nakvid Cade? Yeah. I appreciate how they 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 read it. Well, even even the beginning, the the beginning credits and the ending credits, they nodded towards the the ending credits and beginning credits of the original. Yeah, this just is depression era. But in when at the very beginning of the film, it had like in quotes what they called it, and I can't remember. I wouldn't. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, the story was good. Emily Blunt was fantastic. I'd, I mean, for somebody to, to take on that right. that role in general is just very brave. To yeah, definitely. I mean, you you can't beat Julie Andrews. She right. is queen. And that's what I even think. Emily Blunt says there's no way she could compete with it. So she didn't even, she mentioned she didn't even watch the original while preparing for. Oh, and she said that she based her version of Mary Poppins more on the books. Oh, and she based it off of, she listened a lot Listen to a, a princess a lot. I can't remember what princess it was during that time. Princess Margaret or Queen Queen Margaret. I don't know. To get the voice and all that. I think it would have been Queen Elizabeth. She it wasn't. It was Margaret or something like that. Mm. Princess Margaret or whatever. Anyway, I'd definitely go see it for the, the first time again. You just said you wouldn't pay to go see it again. I'm saying if I was going to go see it for the first time, I'd go see You'd it. You'd go see it again. You'd spend the money. I'd watch it again. I wouldn't go... No, I would pay for it again. No, but the animation and all that was really cool. That they did the classic hand drawn mm-hmm. animation and all that. I didn't like the story in the hand drawn animation part of it, but no, you didn't like the I circus. No, I didn't like that the the weasel and the bear or whatever it was. They were conniving enemies, and maybe that's a different uh, disconnect from the original. Is that the enemy, so to speak, was how Mr. Banks treated his children. In the original. Right. And in this one, there was an actual... There was an actual enemy. Yeah. I mean, I appreciated that the in the animation, those villains were... Directly related to... to the yeah. Colin Firth's character. And, and maybe that's what they were trying to get at, is that... Yeah, I don't know. Was I, I still think that that was supposed to be, like, foreshadowing... Yeah, definitely. Anyway, we've probably talked enough, don't you think? <laughs> Call it good for this week? I guess. Yeah. Unless you have so, something more to well, say. Well, if, if you had to rate the movie on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate it as? We'll probably end up buying the Blu-ray or whatever. So what would you rate I don't know. I want to see it again before I give a true rating. It's definitely Bubba 5. Mm-hmm. I'd give Not it... Not a 10. Definitely Not a 10. I'd give it like a seven, the, a solid the, the seven right now. better rating is, where is it rate compared to the original Mary Poppins? Oh, I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> exactly. You don't touch that movie. So that, that's the hard the hard part. What is What does the internet say? The interwebs. All right, so what do you think the original Mary Poppins was on IMDb? Jeez. I mean, they screw everything up, so it was probably six. It was higher than six. So seven point something. 
So the original Mary Poppins is a 7.8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And this one is a 7.6 out of 10. So it's close. It's close. And I just don't think that it compares. Right, no. But again, you have to look at the cast and right. you just don't compare to Julie Andrews. No, you're going to have a hard time compared to Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. And the, I guess the... David Tomlinson. Right, but the the direction of Walt, you're right. obviously missing oh, that. Oh, for sure. So yeah, our our final review of Mary Poppins Returns. I'd our very limited knowledge right. of film and go see it. Yeah, definitely go see it though. If you're, I mean, a it fan. was good. It was. I mean, the music was for the most part good. Yeah, and the baby moved the whole time, so the baby was definitely enjoying the film. I don't think all the singing was good. Yeah, there weren't any songs that stuck out. No, in it my was head. definitely not like. The you know original what though Mary that Poppins. I think is interesting, and I had to look up who did the music but there were some elements of human again from beauty and the beast that i picked up in one of the songs and i can't remember it's the leary song but i had human again stuck in my head after we got home interesting but alan minkin didn't do the music and obviously right richard sherman didn't do music for beauty and the beast which doesn't mean they don't get their inspiration from other artists right well okay We'll uh, talk to everybody after Christmas. Yeah, are we going to do a show next week? Oh, might be able to. What is that? What, what day it is Christmas? It would be the 27th. I don't see why not. Tuesday. Okay, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, see you all later. Bye. That's the end of the show. What did you think of it? Right. Right.